Hi, and welcome to Social Work Journeys, a podcast brought to you by the Graduate School of Social Work and Social Research at Bryn Mawr College. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am Mary Florence Sullivan, your host. Social Work Journeys was created to showcase the amazing work of our incredible community. We feature conversations with GSSWSR students, alums, faculty, and staff, where we talk about their journeys through social work and all the peaks and valleys they've traversed along the way. We hope Social Work Journeys gives you some insight into the many pathways a career in social work can present and will help answer some questions that might come up as we explore the world together. I'm so excited today to share with you conversations I had with three members of our graduating class of 2023, Sarah Spath, Jeremy Capati, and Lindsay Drucker. Join me in listening to their reflections on their graduate school experiences and their journeys ahead. So I am so excited to be here this afternoon with three wonderful students who are graduating from our program this year. And we are going to start talking to Sarah. Sarah, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself with your pronouns, any interests you might have, anything else that's kind of coming to mind as exciting or important about you as a, as a social worker, as a newly minted social worker. Um, but yes, we'd love you to start with an introduction. Hi, uh, Mary Florence. Thank you for having me here. Uh, so yes, my name is uh, Sarah Spath. I use she, her pronouns. I am a white, straight, cis, uh, middle-aged woman uh, coming into social work, having had a first career in higher education, um, and then work as a certified peer specialist, which is a person with lived experience of mental health recovery in a professional capacity. Thank you so much, Sarah. Very excited to have you here because I remember meeting you during your first year in the program, and I can't believe that this time has gone by so fast. (laughs) I appreciate you so much for being here, and congratulations on finishing classes this week. And thank you for reflecting on the last... Uh, the last years with us today. So if you want to start, we can we can talk a little bit about, um, as a reflection piece, what ways do you think you've grown or have you grown throughout your time here at the graduate school? What would you say to that? You know, I would say um, probably one of the most important things has been uh, learning to exercise my voice a little bit more, uh, which is something I've always struggled with. Um, so when I when I came into the program uh, fall 2021, I was a transfer student, and uh, because I had some credits, I was able to uh, take an elective uh, in my first year alongside foundations. Um, so because of that, I was able to work with uh, Dr. Bailey, Dr. Darlene Bailey, who taught um, organizational behavior. And John Edwards, who was um, my foundations instructor. And I just want to tell a little story about kind of how those two classes came together. I love that. I love a a story. (laughs) (laughs) 
So um, John, first of all, is a phenomenal instructor. He set a tone. He helped build community. Anyone else who was in that class knows how we were welcomed and challenged at the same time. Um, so anyway, uh, early in the semester, maybe in September, John used an example in class where he was speaking about a client uh, with uh, schizophrenia. And he was kind of describing what that is diagnostically. And I had a reaction because in my previous work in psychiatric rehabilitation as a certified peer specialist, I had been greatly privileged to be mentored and trained by people from something called uh, the Montgomery County Hearing Voices Network. Um, specifically uh, by the founder of that group locally named Berta Britz, who is a phenomenal human being. Um, so before I ever encountered the DSM, I was interacting with people who hear and see things others don't. And, um, and in that class, John had set the kind of tone where I felt like I could step in and say, hey, I would like to say something about some folks who have carried this diagnostic label, um, which was a, a turning point for me because I had not had the courage to do that um, in other kinds of settings. So I did that. He was receptive. Other students were curious. Um, and then let me take you over to Dr. Bailey's class, right? So she, uh, she does this thing where it's a co-created class, we're learning organizational behavior, and we have to set our own project, right? What's my goal for the semester? And I was toying with the idea of imagining myself as a leader, not, not quite ready to step into that, but I was like trying to figure out what does that look like? Um, having that in my brain at the same time that I spoke up in John's class made like a natural um, partnership, I guess. And so out of those two, I got back in touch with friends from the Hearing Voices Network. I got in touch with Dean Janet Shapiro and others on the campus who supported me in putting together a panel. We had four speakers come the following semester. Students loved it. The speakers really appreciated the opportunity to encounter such a curious group of people who were interested in their life experiences, interested in help that helped and help that didn't. Um, and it was so successful that we actually did a second one this past year as well that reached broader, not just to Bryn Mawr students, but also to alums and folks from the community and other institutions. Um, but that was me exercising my voice, but also in a way that was dialogic and that was really about fostering other people using their voices as well. Thank you so much for sharing that because I remember that first year when this was kind of all happening and the planning was happening and it was just, and, and we had the privilege to attend the event and it was just mm -hmm. such a special experience. And as you said, people were really curious and really just so interested in hearing these stories from folks from a different perspective than what, you know, traditional social work might use to, to tell mm -hmm. all these kinds of stories. So it was just a really special, special and meaningful experience. And I know, I think John has said to you, like, you're not, 
you can't leave us. Well, you can't leave us. You are leaving. <laughs> we also are probably going to continue being like, Sarah, please help because we want to continue this event because it was just such an incredible experience for everybody this year and last year. But I do think the way you tied it to the whole that whole experience and also the fact that it kind of carried throughout your time. Mm-hmm. It really is a nice way of, it's a nice thread to demonstrate that finding your voice piece. And that's something that mm-hmm. within social work, um, it takes many years to do as a social worker and you grow in different ways. But I think it's a special thing to realize and connect with while you are still in school and, and developing that and are being mentored by, as, as you said, these incredible people like John and um, Dr. Bailey. So thank you so much for for sharing. Um now on to kind of exciting, exciting things with um, graduation coming up. Uh, what are you most excited about after graduation? What's what's it could be a new position, not having any classes. <laughs> what are you most excited about? So I am excited about exploring this thing called macro social work a little bit more. Um, like when I first came into Absolutely. social work school, I I was hell bent on being a therapist. Mm-hmm. I really wanted that one on one. But you know, having taken organizational behavior on a whim, and then going on to work with Dr. Bailey and her social justice initiative, along with another uh, uh, GSSWSR grad assistant named Gwen Prinbeck, um I've had great exposure to what it looks like to work at the organizational level, specifically like when you can get people together talking about a thing, right? Like for example, uh, right now in Montgomery and Bucks County, there's a program called the Racial Equity Learning Community and the Social Justice Initiative is a coaching organization for that. So you've got like 30 nonprofits coming together for a year to work with some phenomenal trainers and each have their own individual coaching to look at not just why it's important to do racial equity work, but how at the policy level. What does your HR look like? What what do um, your team meetings look like? How are you communicating with people? How are you fostering belonging? And that happens because of the the dialogue across organizations, um, which is similar in a way to what you do with a client in a micro um, setting, right? Those interpersonal skills. Um, But it's just the power of that is something I had never even considered before I came here. And I think it's it's especially cool that you got that experience while you are while you were in school while you were a student I think too because sometimes macro social work is harder to explore as a student because there's all these ways in which sometimes people start in one area and grow into that or or decide to kind of see those connections on a more micro mm-hmm. level and then they move into another way of doing social work so I think it's really neat that uh, with the social justice initiative and Gwen and, and Dr. Bailey, you got to have that experience while still in school and use it to kind of explore afterwards, like you said, like really just exploring and trying to, um, yeah, figure out what this world of macro social work looks like and how you can continue to use it. So that's really exciting. Um, okay. So for our final question of this mini interview, mini, mini episode, what is something that you wish, and I've asked I should say too, I should preface this with, I've asked this to other people just about their social work career. So it's interesting to hear 
what you have to say about your grad school journey, but what is something or a piece of advice you wish someone had given you before starting the social work journey or starting your grad school journey? Um, foster relationships. Mm, that's great. really and truly. I think we focus a lot on the the content and the knowledge, all of which is important. But um, make time to connect with other students. Make time to connect with faculty. Talk to people at your field placement, not just your supervisor, but other interns, other coworkers, um, front office staff. Right? You never know who is going to have ideas that you will find interesting. Um, who you could share things with. Um, and it's just, it's a wonderful way to practice curiosity and to just practice being part of a community. Because I think sometimes we can get very isolated in our work in this culture. And when we're doing relational work, right, which is what social workers do, <laughs> we definitely have to have that um, social piece and not just the work piece. I love that. I love that idea of building relationships and not only, like you said, at your agency with your supervisor, but other piece, people, because I think part of growing a social work community and gr developing a social work community is very much a crucial part of um of that like relational work that you're talking about. It's not possible to have that social work community if you're not relating with others around you. So I really love that as a, as a great piece of advice for people entering graduate school, but also just in general for social workers. As someone, I've been in the field for several years now, and I think that's something that I still want to encourage folks to do and encourage myself to do is continue building relationships. So thank you for that, Sarah. Mm -hmm. Um, is there anything else you want to share with us before we go? This is really lovely. Um, just to say thank you. I appreciate it. I have loved my time at Bryn Mawr. And, um, I've been having you ever since those first meetings when we chatted about um, what it would be like to bring an event to campus. I feel like that's right. That's right. So quickly, um, we'll miss you so, so much. And we'll, I know we'll stay in touch. And I know you're in the area, so we'll continue to stay in touch. But congratulations on graduating. And thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Thank you. Hi. All right. So as our, uh, as another student interview today, I am so excited to have Jeremy with us. I remember working with Jeremy when he first started at the graduate school, also the same year I started at the graduate school. So very sad to see you leave us, Jeremy, but also so, so, so thrilled about your graduation and so excited to see what you are going to be doing and embarking upon in the social work world. So welcome. If you could start us off by, I know I already gave a mini introduction, but if you could start us off by introducing yourself, um, your pronouns, and anything that feels relevant, any interests that you want to share with us, whether social work interests, personal interests, whatever feels fun. Yes. Uh, thanks, Mary Florence, for um, all inviting me to this uh, podcast. Uh, I, my name is Jeremy, he, him, pronouns. Um, um, well, I definitely uh, excited to be graduating in the upcoming weeks. It's, uh, you know, I'm a part-time student, so it's been uh, a long road with 
you know, starting in fall 2020, so being in the virtual world of Zoom and then going in person to obviously the many, um, you know, beneficial experiences that I've got in placement and, and in the classroom, um, it's 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 been a it's been a while, but a long road and definitely engaging and you know physically emotionally. Um, so it's can't wait. It's almost there and still not you know fully processing that we're almost there but it's 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 there <laughs> yeah. yeah I know it kind of like takes a little while to sink in so I totally hear that if you could share with us Jeremy to get us started we are asking all the graduates that we're interviewing the same questions so if you could start us off by um, sharing in what ways do you think you've grown since you started at the GSSWSR yeah I think um um I've grown, I feel like in many ways, like um, would first categorize myself as like an introvert type person. So like choosing the different spaces to like uh, speak publicly. So I know this is an area there um, and learning uh, like the different um, areas of, well, social work that I would, you know, um, share that I was coming from a policy type background and working in a placement um, that was case management to then going in a uh, more clinically driven area. And um, it's kind of feeling out the, um, the areas of growth and still being okay and comfortable of um, being, like, being able to still explore that. And, you know, in, in the honesty of like, you know, in three years, I'm, I feel like I have more confidence, but I'm also in where I want to go, but being comfortable that, to just continue trying different things, whether that's in the job hunt or in the um, what I want to do academically, um, where I want to pursue and you know, the different styles of therapy. So it's, you know, the more I'm learning, the more questions I'm getting. And, you know, um, so that's, you know, growing in, in different ways and being able to approach a question with a, a steady focus rather than, yes, like um, fixating and well being bogged down by other elements, but like, yeah, um, there's many ways to, that I've grown and I, I definitely appreciate all the, the support from, you know, the career offices to obviously my professors and the place, placement. So um, to seeing that progression. Thank you so much. Yeah, it sounds like from what, from what you're seeing, it sounds like there's been a lot of growth, not only just within kind of identifying what you want to do as a social worker, but also in just kind of connecting to folks and um, kind of getting out there a little bit, like you said. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing with us. So what would you say, Jeremy, that you are most excited about with graduating or about happening after graduation? What are you most excited about? And it could be something around, like you said before, getting interested in um, different forms of social work or different forms of therapy, or it could be not having to do coursework for a little while. So what do you think you're most excited about with graduation? I'm going to have to speak to like the specificness of the graduating. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't during my undergrad, I didn't go. Um, so kind of for for different reasons. And um, but for where I'm now, I feel um, you know, in in a past me, I would have said this is just for my parents, but you know, I part of me now or wants to be immersed in this, you know, the event of it all. And, you know, since you know, speaking to you know graduation and I could 
talk about jobs and other things but like I guess being in that moment it is a moment and it captures what happened in the past three years for me so um so taking that in I guess whether it was for undergrad and or like for different times in my past but realizing that you know that I could take a little bit of a step back and whatever that might be for those you know the future jobs or anything like that and just take in that you know we we all did something um and it's something to take note of and appreciate and you know something for myself and my parents my brother will you know those are planning to go so that's you know keeping it to the the spirit of what graduation could mean to anyone I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Because I, as you said earlier, I think when you answered the first question that it's been a, it's been three years starting with COVID and that virtual year, all virtual year, 2020 to 21, and it's been a long road for sure. So I love kind of focusing on and being present for the celebratory aspect of all of this and just enjoying that and enjoying how meaningful this milestone is because it has so many things have happened. It's an understatement in the past few years. And this is something that's really amazing that's come out of that, um, that you've been able to do this and and your colleagues have also been able to do this. So um, I love focusing on that piece. So my final question for this kind of mini interview, mini episode is if you could give somebody a piece of advice before starting graduate school or starting on their social work journey like you did a few years ago, what would it be? What kind of advice would you give for somebody starting out in social work school? Many advices here. Uh, I think um, in any setting that we're in, whether um, in the first year, second year, or any type of placement, like being comfortable in, in a, uh, making mistakes and um, kind of working through the, through them and um, obviously getting proper supervision or proper, you know, like seeking out the, you know, the teachers that resonate with, with us or um, who's there to, you know, give that helping hand. We are in social work. Um, so, you know, being comfortable with, with not knowing whether it's with a client or a group um, or a, specific direction um uh where to go and that's that's part of that process and to you know to kind of learn from it whether it might not be in that moment but afterwards and to kind of um i mean you know learn from those you know how would we define mistakes and it might not be if we look at it look at it after the fact and yeah yeah no that that's perfect i think for someone in any grad school program, but especially in social work, I think learning um, and letting yourself kind of make mistakes and really recognize that as part of the process. And I think that's something that really, as someone who has been doing this work for a few years, it outside of outside of school, it definitely is something that continues um, as a piece of advice throughout the social work world of just being comfortable with making mistakes and letting yourself do that. So it is a lovely way to end this conversation. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Congratulations. Like I said at the beginning, we're going to miss you so much. I remember when you started because it was when I started school and I'm going to miss talking to you and uh, seeing you and seeing everyone in your class in the hallways. But congrats. This is very exciting. Yes. Thank you again. I mean, you're a classmate, a 
supervisor and <laughs> so <laughs> there's a lot of hats that we all wore uh in this yes. time so I that is true the social definitely... school since it's small there's a lot of you get to do a lot of really cool things and you also do wear a lot of a lot of hats like you said so thank you for everything and we will see you soon see you at graduation if i don't see you before that yes all right Good luck, bye All right. Well, I am so happy to have Lindsay with us as our third graduate this year, 2023, reflecting on experience throughout the year, reflecting on graduation, reflecting on how everyone is feeling about graduation. So Lindsay, welcome. If you could just introduce yourself with your pronouns, your interests, either personal or professional, social work or not, and we'll get started with our questions. Okay. Um, I'm Lindsay Drucker, um, macro concentration, if that matters here. Um, and I use they, them pronouns. Um, I don't know that I currently have interests outside of school, but outside of school, um, I serve on the membership committee for Philly Asian performing artists. Um, and I volunteer with the prisoner correspondence project as a pen pal. Um, and I work as a bartender in center city. And then um, if it's useful, my first placement was with Mural Arts. And then my second was at the Outreach and Advocacy Center at CCP. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. So you are approaching graduation, which is very exciting. And we were just thinking about the last couple of folks that I talked to were talking a little bit about how they feel they've grown throughout their time at the graduate school or throughout the last couple of years with embarking on this social work journey. So how would you say you feel like you've grown in the last, um, the, since you've, since you started graduate school and since you've started this journey into social work? Um, you know, John Edwards said that I would think of myself as unrecognizable and I, uh, did not believe him, but, um, here we are. I think I had sort of low expectations coming into Bryn Mawr, um, which is maybe not kind to say, but it is truthful. Um, I went to Arizona State for undergrad, and it's the largest school in the nation. I think it has 120,000 students now. So community and support really weren't part of it. Um, and then I started my master's in a marriage and family therapy program and had a really miserable time. Um, the curriculum is really heterocentric, and there is really little room for relationships that didn't look a certain way. Um, and then I had a miserable time with my supervisor because I was misgendered and uh, mistreated, which I know has been the experience for some people um, at Bryn Mawr. But for me, it's been such a, a safe haven. Um, I felt really validated and I've really been able to grow in the concentrations that I wanted to. Um, I also want to say that I think the PhD students were a really big part of that. John's been so supportive um, and Lindsay Norton has, has a brain that I've I've never met anyone who thinks the way she does. Um, and Isabel's the first um, mentor I've ever had that looked like me, which was pretty revolutionary. Um, but in my placement, um, I had the same um, supervisor, which I know is kind of rare. Um, uh, Melissa Fogg, who's wonderful, and I know people were placed with her next year, but she was able to get us um, certified for uh, domestic violence advocacy training, and that was kind of revelatory. Um, I didn't think that I would be working with people dealing with um, 
intimate partner violence or needing emergency housing, but that's sort of where it's taken me. And, and I've really been able to cultivate a skill set uh, to work with that demographic, which is pretty big. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to say Bryn is perfect, but I, I do feel like I've had a, a really um, incredible experience. Yeah, and I love also what you started out by saying just about the smaller community environment and how, you know, it does feel different for different people, but how for many people having those relationships, not only with faculty or with the supervisors and field placement, but also, like you said, the PhD students that you've worked with and gotten to connect with, I think having a meaningful experience with different people is something that's possible within a smaller environment sometimes. And again, it's not like you said a couple of times, it's not always the same for everyone, but I do think reflecting on that is, is interesting and hearing about your experiences within that space has been, um, yeah, just really interesting to hear about. So if you moving on to like the more exciting pieces of, tra- of um, graduation, graduation, I, I was combining graduation and transition because it is a, mm-hmm. it is a transition, but exciting pieces about graduation. What are you most excited about after graduation? Um, I'm excited to turn off my academic brain yes. for sure. <laughs> um, I feel like there's only so many discussions I can have about the systems that I, uh, without feeling a little bit burnt out, but, um, totally. I've spent the last few years working and going to school and internship, which I know is not a singular experience, but um, the idea of only having to focus on one of those feels mm-hmm. wild. Um, and then more personally, me and my girlfriend are going to Rhode Island this summer. I've never been, but it feels very grown up to go with your partner somewhere. Yeah, that'll be so fun. Yes, very excited. Rhode Island's a beautiful state too. I've only been a couple times, but you get to go to the ocean and there's like a lot of fun stuff to explore, like a lot of historic stuff. Um, but that, I think also just turning off the ac- academic part of your brain, like you said, it, it can get, it can really burn you out. <laughs> and it also just gets you excited about entering another area of social work and being able to use a different part of your brain and a different part of your skill set that you've been practicing within your placement. But I think not having to split between the two worlds is, is really nice for a little while. And finally, as our final question for everybody has been, now that you're kind of nearing the end of your graduate school journey and entering this world of um, a different world of social work, what advice do you have for students at the beginning of their graduate school journey, their social work graduate school journey? Um, ask for help, particularly when it comes to the TAs. Um, I do not, I genuinely don't think I would have passed RIP without TA help. Um, and also Sarah Slates just gave me resume advice that was really useful um that was a big one or um sorry let me just talk about how um much I worship uh Isabel but she had a presentation earlier this year on uh Asian critical race theory and I couldn't afford it um but I will say that's something that I felt is a huge gap in the Bryn Mawr curriculum and so I emailed her and she was able to sneak me in for free maybe I shouldn't advertise that but um I just think for the most part when I've asked for help I've, I've received it um similarly when I missed the first day of the puppy parade that John coordinated um Mm -hmm. I emailed him and he's like they're coming back which um I doubt that was just for me but if it was I'll take it (laughs) they they did come back for the last week of classes but no asking for help and as you've identified help comes in various forms whether it's to join a training that's really important and 
um, special and or to, you know, connect with jogs or to get something like resume or cover letter help. So I think it's something that, like you said, is is important in graduate school, but extends beyond that into into the social work world. So I think that's a really nice way to, to end this conversation. Um, but thank you so much, Lindsay. And congratulations. This is so exciting. Oh, thank you. You are, I remember, I remember meeting you at the beginning of your time and I can't believe we're already here. So congrats, congrats. And thank you so much for joining us and chatting about your, your experience. Thank you so much to Sarah, Jeremy, and Lindsay, and congratulations to our amazing class of 2023. Thank you also to all of our listeners. This episode marks our 10th and final of our first season. It truly has been such a special journey this year, a social work journey, and thank you for all of your support. We look forward to rejoining you again in the fall. In the meantime, see you in the community. We are grateful to our supporters, Spring Point Partners, for providing the funding that has made this podcast possible, and to our producer, Emily Overholt. Have an idea for an episode or a design for our podcast cover art? Submit your art and ideas to gsswsr at brynmar.edu. That's gsswsr at brynmar.edu. Thanks for tuning in and see you in the community.